Father God, we long to be a people who experience your transforming power. Who are able to use the gifts you've given us to serve you and to serve others. To be people who show your light and your love to those around us. So Lord Jesus, would you just envision us this morning as we think about the Darson vision, as we think about our vision. Lord, would you fill us afresh with your spirit, speak to us through your word, and transform us by the love of Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. So as Tony has mentioned, um, we've been asked today uh, across the diocese to launch the Guildford Diocesan Vision. Some of you remember that there's been a process that's been going on the last year. There were about 2,000 questionnaires filled in and lots of other interactions uh, with clergy and with others and in deanery synods to try and discern what it is that God is saying to us as a diocese in terms of our vision. And uh, Claire and Debs and I went to a launch uh, service a few weeks ago And I have to say, I'm really excited about the vision that the diocese has set before us. I'm a great believer in uh, the system of having bishops that oversee us. Uh, I certainly am very uh, pro being overseen by a bishop. And it's really good to have a bishop who has a real vision for transformation, for change. So the strap line for the diocese uh, is now transforming church, transforming lives. And within that, there are 12 goals uh, that we are being asked to consider Not that we each parish should try and uh, work towards all of those goals all at the same time, because that would be a bit much, but that we maybe pick two or three and work towards them. So you're just going to see a short video, uh, which the diocese have put together, which will explain it a bit more, and then I'll say a few words. I think that's really exciting. And um, that's just a snapshot of some of the things that are going on across the rest of the diocese. And I think the other thing that's really encouraging is that the goals that have been set, many of them are things that we are working on or have been working on for years. So let me just sort of tell you what they are very briefly, if we could have the uh, next slide up. So they're the 12 goals. You won't be able to read all of that, but I'm just going to read them out very quickly. So first of all, making disciples for every parish and chaplaincy to develop an appropriate plan for making prayerful, confident disciples, increasing believers, growing youth and children's ministry, developing lay leaders, um, of course, encouraging people to use the gifts that we heard about in that reading from Romans 12, recruiting more clergy. Well, again, we've had a number of folk from here uh, doing that, uh, cultivating community partnerships, reaching beyond our borders towards people who um, beyond the parish and beyond the diocese, nurturing education. We saw a good example of some of the chaplaincy that goes on in the diocese there. Uh, and of course, we have four schools in our parish. Uh, Rainbow Nursery School, Shottermill Infants and Juniors, and Wilmer Hill. Uh, encouraging generous giving. We're going to be thinking in a moment, uh, Peter's going to speak to us about our stewardship and how we can continue to give generously, as many of you do. Uh, sharing expertise. How can we be better at sharing expertise across the diocese and across our deanery? And then how can we communicate effectively? Well, we've obviously been thinking about this in terms of our website and all those sort of things. And then... Um, improving church buildings. Well, of course, that's also something we've been thinking about a lot. And just to, to remind you of where we're at with the whole building thing, uh, what we, the PCC commissioned 
us to do, a small working group to do back in January with our vision day, was to undertake a feasibility study of what are the possibilities of what we could do with our existing buildings or what could we do if we knocked down the church hall and basically started again. So where we're at now is the we met with the architects on Monday and we've asked them to give us three different options. They've drawn up plans for a new build, but we've also asked them to give us a couple of other options of how we could potentially use buildings as they are and maybe one other uh, option as well. We're also exploring possibilities of using other buildings in the community as well. So the um, architects are going to report to the PCC on our vision day in January, and, uh, and then obviously we'll be letting you know. But just to remind you again, this is at the feasibility stage, and there's no definite idea of what we're going to do. We don't know. We're trying to discern what is God saying. So again, if any of you have a sense of what God might be saying about that, then please do speak to me or to the wardens because we'd love to hear what the whole people of God are saying about the way forward with our buildings. But it seems to me that we can really get behind this strap line of transforming church, transforming lives. Does it sound good to everyone? I think it's a good strap line, isn't it? Strap lines, of course, are just that. They're just a strap line. But actually, I think as a, a way of helping us think about what it is that we're about as a church, I think it's really important. And of course, we've read there in Romans that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, our faith is an ongoing process of transformation. Actually, uh, as the theologians call it, sanctification. An ongoing process of change as we become more like Christ, as we allow him to transform every area of our lives, as we open our hearts to him. And of course, we've been thinking about for a number of years about how we grow deeper in our relationship with God, with our, our relationship with each other, and our relationship with those who are not yet part of this church, who are not yet part of God's community. And so I hope that will be something we can really begin to uh, use in our language about being a transformed people. And of course, God transforms us in order that we can be agents of transformation. So as I've said, transformation is an ongoing conversion ongoing process of change and that's what we are called to do and that's why we've been talking about spiritual disciplines why we've tried to create a lot more opportunities for prayer um, within our community so that we can ourselves be transformed by the love of God by the spirit by reading his word by using our gifts and serving and of course we are transformed in order to allow other people to see something of God's transforming work in our life and in our church. And so one of the things that I really feel that we need to emphasize over the next year, so I don't know about you, September always feels like a, a bit of a new start to me. Those of you who've got uh, children in your families um, or friends, you know, September's the time when people start new schools, start university, start college. So as I've been praying and thinking about this, I really sense that it's a time for us to really have a focus for the next year. And I want us to have one word that helps us to think about what God wants us to focus on for the next year. One of our values is being welcoming and open to all. Welcoming and open to everybody. What, what's another word for that, being welcome and opening to everybody? Begins with H, one word. Hospitality. Hospitality. I want that to be our word for the next 12 months. To be thinking about creating space We've already begun to do that. We've 
launched our 4 p.m. service, creating space for those in their 20s, those who want to worship in a more informal way. I was at a fantastic primetime event yesterday with the fish and chips and the curling. And again, that's creating space. It's creating space for people. Uh, Our ladies' drinks, our men at St. Stephen's kicking off again tomorrow evening. All sorts of things that we do. All of our messy church events, our holiday club. These are all very deliberate, intentional activities intended to create space so that people can build relationships with us because, as I've said to you many times before, you and I are the only gospel most people will hear. You know, we don't have a a society that is biblically literate anymore. People don't know their Bibles. They don't know the basic Bible stories. So how are they going to hear the good news of Jesus? They're not going to hear it on TV. They're going to hear the opposite. So how are people going to hear the good news? They're going to hear it from us. And the way that that begins is by simply building relationship with people so that you earn the right, as it were, to speak to them about faith. So I want us to have that as our real focus for this year, hospitality. Hospitality. And of course it begins with us opening our hearts to Jesus, continuing to open our hearts to the Lord, being hospitable to him. If you go back to the previous one, we'll come on to that one in a minute, Roger. Begins with opening our hearts to being transformed. That's what God calls us to, to be transformed. And did you notice in that verse that uh, Jean read to us, we allow our minds to be transformed and then we'll be able to test and approve God's will. We all want to know God's will in our lives, don't we? We all want to serve him and know what it is he's calling us to do. And we have to allow allow him to transform us as we read his word, as we're open to the Holy Spirit, as we pray. And then we'll be able to attest and approve what God's will is for us. And we, in turn, can be agents of transformation. You know, we are called to be good news to this world. As that journalist said, we have good news to share. Uh, Someone said to me the other day, we shouldn't just practice what we preach, we should preach what we practice. You know, we've got good news. We can tell people about our great prime time events. We can tell people about um, the stuff we do with children and young people. We, we, We can talk about that as a way of people knowing that the church is alive, that Jesus is alive. So, that's what I want us to be thinking about over the next 12 months and beyond, is how we can be hospitable. First of all, how are we hospitable to God in our own lives? How do we create time for him? But how are we hospitable to one another? How are we hospitable to those who are strangers? Those that we don't know. And this is not just about cooking tea for people or making tea for people. This is about opening our hearts to people, listening to people, rather than seeing those interruptions we get in the day as a distraction, actually thinking, maybe that's God bringing that person to me So I can show them something of God's love. That I can be hospitable to them by giving them space and time. So just finally, you've all got a little bookmark. So if you want to see the video again, then there's the website there. In fact, that's an edited version. There's a longer version online. Um, And there's also a prayer guide. We've printed a few off. Um, If you've got access to the internet, please go on the internet and use it online on Facebook or the website. But if you need a printed copy, we've printed a few copies off. So I'd really encourage you to be praying 
and getting behind this diocesan mission and then thinking specifically about us as St. Stephen's, how we can create space for those who don't yet know the Lord, how we can extend the kingdom of God in this place. Let's just pray for a moment.